comes before a fall. That isn't about feeling good about yourself before autumn sets in. It's a good description of what happened to me. It, um, well, the problem I have is that I suspect I'm still full of pride. Proud of not being so blindly prideful. There comes a time in every hero's journey that he has to reassess his goals and whether he'll be victorious or not. Well, Ready for the boom? Or maybe it was a pop. You'll be able to hear it in my first journal. That moment when I realise I've been a major tool and things were not as good as I thought. Character building, I think, is the term usually used for situations like this. I think it means I now have real character and not just a flimsy excuse for one. I'd rather remain a hollow shell than a complete character if death is required for character development. Prior to now, my life has been pretty easy. I coasted through high school, just scraped into uni, and then coasted through. I never found myself in desperate times, and always knew I had family and friends to fall back on if needed to. That sort of life doesn't build the resilience and humility I think you need to be complete. The shame is, I had to get so much desperation and humility in one hit. Oh, I'm driving into work today. The train's just too full of... Well, I smell of puke, mould and armpits. I'm kind of thinking if I take the train, I might meet that guy who killed the Maroi. I'm one half interested in confronting him and one half scared he'll confront me. Ah, how do I know it's a he? Well, the only people who are fooled by the big reveal when the leather-clad individual pulls off their helmet and shakes out their hair are the people in the script who are supposed to be. I don't think Hollywood has yet realised there are anatomical differences between men and women that mean women move differently. So this hunter on the train was definitely a man. Or at least they had the physiology of a man. I don't know how they choose to identify themselves. So, driving in my car, I don't have to worry about confronting him or being confronted by the general public. What's the time? Oh, oh crap, <laughs> I've got to run. No time to catch up with Heidi. I'll just text her so she doesn't wait around for me. I caught up with Venus for a coffee as I don't have time to meet the gang at lunch today. There's far too much work to do. Venus is pretty excited to be invited to the game launch. She's a bit of a gamer girl at heart and is keen to rub shoulders with some of the games industry and journos. I think she has it in her mind that she's got a date with Tony that night. Oh, and Tony's good friend John will just happen to be there too. Some people just can't see what they're doing. I wonder why some people are so unmindful. I don't want to say mindless, but that's what it is. Unaware of how they act and what effect it has on people. I have to grab some lunch now and, and then catch Graham and get on him about the server setup. So, an odd thing happened just after lunch when I'd finalised the basic logistics for the big game launch. I called Graham in and told him how I need the servers and network racks configured in the warehouse. The launch is in a warehouse, or, or really it used to be a warehouse back in the day, 
Uh, now as a function centre, it looks like an old warehouse. The offices have been upgraded and furnished to be comfortable and stylish, and the main warehouse floor has been insulated and rigged with air conditioning and heating, but it still looks like a warehouse. I need the service set up just so, as I found that the usual configuration it tends to lag a bit. The gigabit cards need to be grouped, and, well, it isn't that important either, rate. So, after I outlined what I wanted, Graham said he was on it and left. But later, I found the guys were sorting the racks completely differently. I confronted Graham about it, and even spun up some magic to really get him on point. His response? I remember it perfectly. Yes, of course, Master. I know exactly what you told me to do. So, why is it I've found the racks are being set up differently? He just sighed and shook his head, seemed to collect himself and said, It might be easier for everyone if you just don't get in the way. I mean, what the absolute hell? I'm the one starring the launch streaming event. I'm the one in charge of making sure it all works. Ah, oh, I know you're the main attraction and don't worry, we'll be sure it all works. He walked away. I can't believe it. I was so shocked. I went and checked on other aspects of the preparation, and there were discrepancies with what I'd ordered. I even had a look at the code we're going to ship, and I can see it's all over the shop, not the well-structured design I'd worked so hard on. Something's going on. Tomorrow morning, I'm going straight to Shilpa with this. I think it's only Graham and a couple of the other guys who are in on it. The juniors are all still very obedient and eagerly jumping at my command. They're probably the ones responsible for the shoddy code that the senior tech should have been all over. Did you hear the break? It was just there when Graham walked off. They weren't listening to me. My role wasn't to produce the new game. I was there to charm the junior devs and designers. I found out they were all interns which is to say they weren't being paid, and I'm pretty sure I was the one keeping them in the company and keeping them from questioning the lack of pay. Oh, this next entry is short, but to the point. I went to Shilpa about Graham and the project. She sat and listened for a while before slapping the desk. Shut up! That's what she said. Just shut up. She looked me right in the eye and said, Stop wasting my time. You've done your job so very well so far. The final thing you have to do is turn up on launch night. I choked up. I was so livid and confused at the same time. She knew. That was more than that. It's what she hired me for. What did she hire me for? To bully some interns so they don't get paid? She needs me to turn up for launch night as the last thing? I guess once this game is launched, the interns and I will be dropped like garbage in the can. Does B know all of this? Was she in on it? I've got to talk to someone. I'm going to Heidi's. Short and sweet. Pop. But wait, there's more. If you buy now, I'll throw in a set of heart being ripped into. I went to Heidi's place. 
Do you think she was compassionate and empathetic? If you do, then you haven't been paying attention to my behaviour. I drove straight home. Well, hang around. It isn't like I'm actually positively contributing to my project. I need to get my head sorted and figure this out. I'm struggling to understand what's going on. At uni, I had a moment somewhere in my first year when I was doing literature and psychology when I found out I needed to do something like six years of uni to become an accredited psychologist and another three years after that to be a psychiatrist. I remember going home and sitting on my bed trying to imagine what it would be like spending the next nearly 10 years at school. I'd be done when I was 28 and then just start my career. It just totally knocked me for a six. I didn't even really want to do psychology. I went out to the pub, and when I woke in the morning, I knew I had to change my majors. Heck, I changed schools from arts to business, and my majors to marketing and computing. So here I am feeling the same way. I don't want to struggle through another couple of weeks just to get to launch night. I'm not going to work tomorrow. I think a Thursday night of Rocket is in order. I bet the old guys from Medino are having a night. It'd be good to see them. I went to see Heidi for support. Heidi was not happy to see me and she was not kind. You're the worst kind of shallow. That's what Heidi said. You talk this big game about seeing clearly and knowing what's really going on, but you can't see what's right in front of your nose. You're about as phony as a person can be. Empty and cold. Go away. The trouble is, I'm not sure she isn't right. We used to be tight, like real friends. But lately, what have I done but fake a smile and pretend? I'm not surprised. So I'll head to Rocket to get some music and booze and see if I can catch up with my old... Mm, friends? I don't know. I don't, I don't care much either. I've got some journals from that little spell. Just a couple of weeks ago, but it feels like a lifetime. The last few entries have made me cringe with embarrassment. The following makes me feel ill with anxiety. They reveal far too much. Certainly, far more than I would otherwise expose, but the story must be known, and I probably won't have to live with the problem. As you now know, I have a death match to lose. Just match different patterns and combinations of coloured gems. Maybe, maybe we both suspect it won't be that simple. I mean... The game will be. I was part of its creation. And it is a simple game. But the launch event tonight won't be so simple as playing a game. No respawning or load spamming until I win. The next, the next lot of journals cover the crash. That'll, that'll be hard to relive. This is my exit plan. Thank you for listening. The next episode will come out at the same time next week. In that episode, the narrator finally discovers his magic use has a dark side and he loses something very dear. If you enjoy this podcast, tell your friends about it.
For more information visit gravityundone.net.